FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 256 of the podcast that goes snicked. No, I mean snicked. Snicked. Anyway, we're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. With really crunchy raisin bran. Yeah. It's so good. Raisin bran and beer. Yeah, raisin bran and no seconds. It's the breakfast of podcasting. It's not breakfast time. It is for I mean, me. It can be, depending on when you're listening. Well, I don't eat cereal in the morning. For some reason, I only eat it at night without milk. Dry. That's not true. Uh, in the morning when I'm rushed. <laughs> for the most part, I eat it dry. Washed down with beer. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead. That's Max going outside in the middle of the podcast. That's only the one of the 500 times he will do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's Ethan pretending to be Max. Yes. Well, if we have any listeners left at this point, <laughs> two minutes in, um, we're going to talk about some Wolverine comics. Uh, we have Aldi Wolverine number 24. And Old Man Logan number 28. How did Old Man Logan get so far ahead of Old Man Wolverine? I don't know, but I guess this means I have to close up my cereal. That's too much Old Man Logan. That I meant there's too much cereal. No, but yes, you should close up the cereal. It's really abrasive in the microphone. One more bite. Just one more. Send your emails to cybert26 at gmail.com. Yes, go ahead and send your complaints there as well. That's what I was, that was an inferred. Uh-huh. They can get an inferring email back. All right. Well, um, Only Wolverine number 24 is uh, written by Tom Taylor. Wait, 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 wait. You, my cereal bit obviously has, has thrown you off. No, it's fine. <laughs> We're Jason and Denise Venable. This is the podcast that goes snicked. <laughs> yeah. Said that. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm pretty sure. No. Rewind. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. All right. Okay. Only one for number 24. Written by Tom Taylor. Art by Leonard Kirk. Colors by Michael Garland. Kirk. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was Khan. <laughs> Khan! This is the alternate universe where <laughs> they switch roles. Um, <laughs> colors by Michael Garland, G-Tone, and Eric Arseniega. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And cover by Leno Francis Yu. And I like this cover a lot. It's a mostly black and white headshot of Laura. Uh, with her claws out and yelling, and her lips, tongue, and eyes that are in a dark crimson red, and everything else is in black and white. 
And then you have the title is in red. It's a really yeah. nice cover, really striking cover. It is. It, it kind of hints back to old vampire movie posters. I can but see with that. a new age twist. New age? Or just modern? <laughs> Hipstery twist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So <laughs> that's his way of saying he disagrees with me. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Really, just drink your beer and move on. <laughs> well, no, you got to talk about this book. Um, remember that uh, Gabby and Wolverine are out in space with the Guardians. Brood planet, and Gabby has been transformed into the Queen Brood. Yep. And so what happens next? So, Gabby's like, I know you're there, Wolverine. Come out and play. Come out and play. <laughs> and uh, Star-Lord says, okay, now we run. And now I use my guns. Run and gun. Yep. Running run and, and gunning. Gun. So they're running back to, I guess, base. Sure. Not call it. call it that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, they're being attacked by Brood. Uh, Star-Lord's radio back saying, get ready because we're coming and we got a whole lot of Brood with us. Uh, Rocket asks how the rescue's going. <laughs> Yeah, and he's trying to he's trying to fix Jonathan. Yeah, so they're cutting through the brood, and Lord, I guess at some point they decided they're gonna blow up the moon. So Star Lord tells Rocket to be ready. Laura says, "Nope, you're not gonna blow up the moon because Gabby's still there." They're like, "Hello, she's a brood queen. Um, there's nothing of Gabby left." So they get back on their ship. They're basically saying, "So." We can't carry all the scientists off this planet. So, but some of your ships, while they don't have any like air support, they have life support. So we can kind of drag you along, like tow you into space. Um, and so Laura says, all right, I'll clear a path. Um, and then I'll get on the ship. And Star-Lord kind of looks at her like. Right. You're going to get back on this ship. Right. You're not going to go after Gabby. Right. Uh, but then Laura starts to hear Gabby in her head. So Laura goes out, fights her way through the brood to clear a path so that they can get to their little extra ships that they've all chained together. And as everyone gets on, Star-Lord says, come on, it's time to go. And she's like, um, no. Because Gabby's mentally telling her, please don't leave me. So Laura shoots up. I love this, uh, the interchange between Star-Lord and um, Drax. Because mm-hmm. he's like, she's so brave. <laughs> um, it's so stupid. Yeah. And so stupid. Um, so they take off. They ha- <laughs> It's a very bizarre image of the ship carrying chained little spaceships behind it. I won't tell you what it looks like to me. But the brood know how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> little gonads. Yeah. 
The brood know how to fly. Yeah, have wings, yeah. Yeah, so Rocket's like, we kind of have to go because these guys can fly, so we can't just hover here and wait for her. Uh, Laura finds Gabby, and Gabby says, or, or Laura tells her, I'm not going to leave you. I've, I've always told you I'm never going to leave you. So Gabby snicks her six little yeah. brood claws, but instead of going after Laura, she actually spikes the brood standing next to her. And then um, Laura's kind of like, uh, I have no idea what's going on. And then in a weird instance, Laura gets splattered with brood guts and mm-hmm. Gabby pops out the back of it. Like, you know, candy out of an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Laura grabs Gabby. They head off back into space to hook up with everybody else. And as they're, you know, basically saying, yay, Jonathan, and Rockets put some sort of gizmo on his neck, so now they can talk, and Jonathan says, thank you, and the angry one. (laughs) (laughs) I will die for you. Gabby just gets all emotional. Also, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Uh, And I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Fang. Fang. Fang tells Laura, hey, um... Because Laura says, you know, I'm glad that the little alien girl came after me. It was smart. And he was like, well, so actually I gave her a list of names. She obviously just didn't make it past the first name. <laughs> so because I had told her to to go after uh, Stark and McCoy and Reed Richards. Um, but I'm glad you got it. So, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Um So then they start kind of piecing some stuff together and they realize that they have someone on the ship who created the disease on purpose. So they kind of call him out on it. Yeah, I really like this bonding between Wolverine and Rocket. Yeah, that was a panel that I enjoyed immensely. Did you want to do some... uh... Sure. So where do you want to start it? I'm saying the guy behind you smells nervous. And he's shifting his all bleep. I guess he was not experimenting with the brood queen. Or he was experimenting with the brood queen. And it got away. I know a thing or two about experiments that get away. Me too. He tried to deal with his mistake by destroying it and just made it worse. I also know about that. Me too. So yeah, so the mom whose daughter was sent to the planet starts putting a beat down on the bad scientist. Yeah, and, and they pull her off and they say, no, we're going to hand him over to S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's like, uh, and you can hand him over to the whatever empire. Shi'ar. Shi'ar mm-hmm. empire, because we'll take care of him too. So while they're fighting, they're kind of saying, um, this probably isn't a good idea, because usually, you know, whenever we take prisoners, they actually end up working for that side. So while they're kind of going back and forth, uh, all of a sudden, uh, wait, I missed something. Well, so while they're arguing what they're going to do with him and the planet, and oh, um, so Gabby, no, so Wolverine snicks. No, that's Gabby. You're right. It is Gabby. Please don't blow it up. All my experiments down there. All my work. My life's work. And she's like, snicked, 
and hits the button with her claw and oops. And the planet blows up. Yes. And then Gabby, Groot, and Jonathan walk off hand in hand. Yep. So while the planet's <laughs> like pretty. It's awesome. So while they're kind of fighting over what they're gonna do with this mad scientist, this is seriously my favorite part of this book. So they're just going back and forth. Yeah. And suddenly this the ship starts beeping. And they're like, What is that? And they're like, It's the airlock. And they're like, Rocket. What? <laughs> what did you do? You all looked like you were in the middle of a moral conundrum, so I took care of it. Your moral conundrum should be floating in the vacuum of space right outside that window. <laughs> and they see the scientists float by in some space debris. They're like, all right, fun times, day saved, bad guy asphyxiated. Let's get you all home. <laughs> and thus ends the book. Yeah, this I I enjoyed the banter between several of the characters in this yes. book. Yeah. Now, Taylor writes great dialogue. Um, what do you think of the art? That was okay. I actually really enjoyed it. We've been kind of, like, good but not great with yeah. Kirk. But I really, I thought this issue, he did really well. I think he did really better. nice panels. Yeah, um, there were a few that I was kind of, eh. But for the most part, I thought it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah. And I don't know if this is his last one or not. He's uh, moving on to... Uh, What's that he's moving on to? Something. Anyway, he's leaving this book. Oh, Black Panther. He's moving on to Black Panther. But I don't know if he has if he's doing the arc with Dawkins or first or not. But no, I thought like his faces were good. Um, that gross panel where the Gabby explodes out of the brood and covers Wolverine with uh, Exorcist pea soup <laughs> vomit. Yeah. Um, just a great panel. Um, of course, the color, I mean, you got to give credit to the Garland and Arseniega on the colors. The book just looks really nice, I thought. Well, and it's funny because when, it, when Gabby bursts out of this, people are like, what? And I had the same brief thought. And they explained it. She has a healing factor. So she actually healed herself out of the brood. Yeah, I don't know if that really works. Yeah, well. Uh, because... What happens is, normally, see what happened was, um, normally... Um, so, apparently... Because Wolverine has, has beaten the brood with his healing factor before. What he was able to do is his body purged the brood like it was an invasive force, like almost like a virus. Right. But, see, when they, when they turn into brood, Gabby's not really inside. Like, that's her. Or, and traditionally with the brood... Like you, you tr- the brood gets planted inside you and hatches inside you, and like takes over your body and turns into you. So the idea that that she was somehow like inside the exoskeleton is it's a new take, or at least one I haven't seen before. But maybe not impossible, or maybe her way of of healing it was separating and regrowing herself. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I saw it coming though. Oh, you saw that being the resolution? I saw Gabby busting out of it. Oh. But I didn't know how she was going to buy. To be honest, I thought Laura would end up stabbing it and Gabby just sort of falling out of it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I knew nothing had happened to Gabby. Oh, right. I knew she was going to come out of it okay. I didn't see it happening that way. But because 
I've read a lot of brood and I've never really seen that happen. So it was a surprise for me. I guess I've never read brood, so (laughs) it was easy for me to get to that leap. Right. Didn't know all the rules. Right. Yep. (laughs) Right. Well, I thought the story was really fun. Um, Really enjoyed the band tour between the Guardians and Laura and um, just... I kind of wish this would last a few more issues. Like they just kind of run around space together and do stuff. But nah. alas, mm, not meant to be. Yeah. But um, but no, I I really enjoyed this issue. Um, it's kind of more proof when the, when this book is on its A game. It's it's one of the best books on the shelf. Um, when are you gonna grade on Wolverine number twenty four? I'm gonna give it four out of six. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna give it six out of six. Oh. I enjoyed it. I just don't think I enjoyed it that much. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, I, just, I had a lot of fun with it. Really enjoyed it. Um, just thought it was a nice kind of perfect ending chapter to the story that was just really fun. Yeah, I will say part part of what I've enjoyed about this story is this book has taken all of the smart-ass characters <laughs> and overly sarc- sarc- sarcastic characters and put them all in one room. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, I'm in my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> all we're missing is Deadpool, right? Yeah. We, we had I mean, him earlier in the story. Right. But it, it I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just the this combination of characters just makes me go, oh. Yeah. yeah that's nice. It's, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be nice to see a little more yeah. of Gabby and Wolverine and Jonathan with the Guardians. Yeah. Um, or at least just with Rocket and Groot. I just had Rocket and Groot come hang out in the only Wolverine book for a while. Yeah, but there's something about the way this writer wrote Star-Lord as well. Yeah, oh, like definitely. He had some great one-liners that were just brilliant. And I don't know, I just, I thoroughly, that that overly sarcastic dry wit of mine thoroughly enjoyed it right fair enough fair enough all right let's move on to old man logan number 28 written by ed brisson or brisson you know i guess i should figure that out at some point um art by mike diodato jr colors by frank martin letters by vc's Corey pettit and cover by diodato jr and martin and on the cover we have old man Logan and young man Hawkeye uh, fighting an army of Hulk hands. Is that what that is? Yeah, and those those Hulk fists you can buy back when the, the movie came out. Oh. Yeah. Just a bunch of little kids, really, in these fists and Wolverine slicing them to bloody ribbons. He's wow. a mean old cuss. That would be an interesting... Um... <laughs> Twist on the story. Yeah. That's yeah. not a bad cover. Eh. From back here without my glasses, this looks like Wolverine's hair. Oh, his, his furry collar. Collar, yeah. So it looks like he used to get his finger in an electric socket. <laughs> With a mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so remember um, the maestro has called different hulks from different universes all together to our Earth to take it over with some nuclear bombs that he found in an old Weapon X facility. Yep, and they've captured Wolverine, and he's basically killed them all. Yes, and so now he's going to hunt them down. So we get a flash 
forward back. Forward back? Yeah, Wouldn't flash, it be a sideways back? No, flash forward back to um, the wastelands. Then where Old Man Logan and Old Man Hawkeye are trying to catch the pig thief. And Hawkeye does. And it's a Hulk girl. And she's a runaway. Um, and she's trying to steal the pigs. And Old Man Logan eventually says, well, you know what? I understand you're trying to get away from your mean old dad and, you know, Hulk's terrible, so I, I applaud you running away. I understand you got to eat so you can have this pig. What's these pigs are? I mean, I know it's like radiation, but they're really huge. And you got to wonder if they're safe to eat at this point. But um, At this point, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, maybe not. I piss green, but... You know, whatever. Look at his muscles. They're almost as big <laughs> as the pig. Yes, Neodato Jr. draws a very... Uh, bulky. M- bulky old man Logan. Um, anyway, he's like, all right, well, so you can take this big giant pig, but no more after this. After this, I got to stop you. And she's like, whatever. And Hawkeye's like... Wait, and he tries to reason with her. I have to sell this pig to pay your dad. Oh right, yes. So yeah. if you take it, you're you're technically stealing from your dad. Yeah, and she doesn't care. Yeah, no. like, I'm running away. What do I care? Yep. And Hawkeye gets on to Old Man Logan for being soft. And then we come back to now, which man, Frank Martin's colors are so nice. Yeah. So nice. Anyway, uh. So some of the Hulks are, are staggering back, or one of the Hulks is staggering back to the Hulk base. She's all cut up to ribbon. She's the messenger. He got away. He killed us all. He got off. Logan. Joselle, Maestro says. What happened? Where are the others? All dead. And Maestro's like, all right, we're packing up. We're leaving. And one of the, uh, what is it? Je- Jebba, Jebba Baba? No, what's his name? I don't think it says. Um, maybe not. Anyway, one of the hillbilly hulks is like, we're not leaving, we're not running. You promised us we'd take over this world and all we've done is run and hide. Yeah. And my was like, we're not running and hiding. We're just, strat- we're having some strategery. Yes. Um. And he's like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, well, you think you can do better than me? He's like, oh, I know I will. And he punches Maestro, and Maestro's like, all right, Bodine, that's his name. Bodine. Bodine. And he goes to town and very grossly smashes his head in. Um, it was like a Hits him over and over again dead. with a, a thrack and a thunk and a splash. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of walking dead. The kind of sound effects, right? Yeah. Um, like, anyone else want to be the king? <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, no. All right, well, as I was saying, we got, just because Banner was dumb, just because Hulks don't have no brains, we got to so be smart. is Hulk blood green or is Hulk blood red? Oh, you know what? Usually it's greenish. It's red in this. Well, and it's green on his face. I'm assuming this is splash over. It's just dark. It could be any color. No, yeah. like it's all in his beard. Like it's splash over from yeah. when he smashed his right. face in. But it's all red. Maybe it's one of old Hulk brain bits. Oh, gross. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, Bodine has red blood. Yeah, I wonder why it's not green. I don't know. I think they just really wanted to have lots of red blood in this book. That's kind of been the theme. Red and green. Red and green. Christmas it, time. It does go together. <laughs> it's the season for giving. Yep. So anyway, he's like, we're going to be smart hulks and we're going to leave because Old Man Logan's coming and we're not ready to, to fight him yet. So back in Dawson City. Yep. Old Man Logan and Young Man Hawkeye um, are going to take a road trip. Old Man Logan's like, no, no, no. Uh, we Our road trips don't normally end well. And we get a flash forward back to when Old Man Hawkeye is killed from Old Man Logan's Jeep as they're riding in to fight the bad guys. Um, I totally forgotten about that. I don't know if you ever even read that. I probably didn't because yeah. I saw this and went, huh? <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, uh, Hawkeye's like, well, see, here's the deal. We haven't done that yet. None of that's happened. But I keep hearing that where you come from, you and I were like besties. Which is funny because they're not now at all. and Like, at all. <laughs> right. But Hawkeye's like, well, we, if we're friends one day, then, you know, let's, we'll give it a go, I guess. Um, your friend Puck called, said you needed help, and so here I am to, to help you. Well, he said, if you're asking for help, then it must be bad. Right. And he kind of, old man Logan kind of crosses his arms. And not only does he agree to go on the trip, he lets Hawkeye drive. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, let's keep the chit-chat to a minimum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're driving along, and, and Hawkeye asks about the the future past. I love this. Yeah. So old man Logan's like, oh, you marry Spider-Man's daughter, have a kid, she leaves you for an Ultron. You get cataracts, go blind, run drugs, and talk a lot. You're like, wait, what? I marry who? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care about the rest. And who right. did he marry? Yep. That's uh, classic Hawkeye right there. So then we see our, our Hulks in a caravan with their missiles coming up on some snowy ridge. I uh, have a moment where they look at the mountains and go, oh, that's pretty. That's what we're going to take over. Got to remember what you're fighting for. It reminded me of some, like, Pinterest meme. <laughs> they all strap missiles to their backs because, you know, they're hulks. Um, Maestro gives a little speech, and we see Logan and Hawkeye show up at their base. And he's like, they were here. They were here, but they're not. Where are all the missiles? They're gone. Oh, the hulks. Oh, crap. And uh, they don't know where they're going, but uh, what's her name shows up. The girl who stole the pig. Yeah, I thought she had a name earlier. She does. I can't remember. Uh, what was her name? What was Piggy Girl's name? I don't think it says in the beginning. Oh. It says yeah. in like the book. Oh, before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, see, I thought it was Joelle, but then he calls that other girl Joselle, and so I don't know. Um. Anyway, whoever she is, she's had enough of Maestro. And she, I guess, she remembers that, you know, old man Logan showed her kindness one time by giving her that radioactive pig. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's like, so I'm going to help you. That's going to be the name of my next band. Radioactive pig? Yeah. No, Spider Ham. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Spider Ham. (laughs) Spider Ham. You eat whatever a spider ham. <laughs> you can make spider spam. <laughs> right. Oh, and I did, I did mention, I, I like to parallel that in the flash forward back, old man Hawkeye was going to shoot 
the girl with the shotgun and here he's about to shoot her with an arrow and both yeah. time Logan stops him. Yeah. Which is funny because it's kind of anti or kind of switching roles. Right. Between those two. Um, so anyway, she says, I'll help you. We got to hurry. We're almost out of time. And we see all the Hulks jumping away with their jetpack missiles to be continued. Done, done. <laughs> okay, we're, I think we're going to be pretty different this episode. Yay, I like it when that happens. All right, what do you think of the art? Okay, I like it. My idea, Dotto. I loved the colors. So, so nice. Frank Martin. That was, was the only thing I liked. Awesome. You know, there's, there are a couple of, inter- like, you know, Weird faces you get with Diodato sometimes, but overall, I, I enjoyed the art. It was okay. It didn't repulse me. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Glad it didn't repulse you. I'm, that's Old Man Logan, not eat. repulsive. That's what happens when you eat cereal and beer for a snack. Yes. You get overly honest. <laughs> overly grumpy. <laughs> grumpy. That's <laughs> the grumpiest <laughs> intro I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway. Um,. I'll show you Grumpy. Uh, you probably will. If I don't come back next episode, you know why, people. Mm-hmm. She beat me. Took him out back. Yep. Like the old hillbilly hulks. Showed him who's boss. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, I really like the art, and I've been kind of meh on this story, but I thought this was a good chapter. I think this chapter was a hair better than the previous chapters. Okay. But not by leaps and bounds. I thought it gave it gave some nice characterization. Um, I liked the interaction between Hawkeye and Logan. I liked that we actually have a little bit of motivation for this girl besides just, oh, I don't know if I like the way Maestro's doing things. Like she actually has like a connection to Logan from the future past. Um, I'm over the Hulks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I kind of am too. But I thought this was a better chapter, and I'm interested to see how it concludes, kind of. I do agree. I thought this was a better chapter, but... But you're going to still give Old Man Logan number 28? Three out of three. Three out of three? I'm sorry, three out of six. Okay. Well, we're not that different. I'm I'm going to give it four out of six claws. Oh. So. I'm being nice. Like, overly <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm only being overly this nice because you said being I was being overly. grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, my, my knee-jerk reaction was to give it two out of six. Okay, all right. Well, that's, that's fine. You're allowed to do that. I'm just, I'm, I'm over the Hulks. I'm over Maestro. I'm over the weird girl who runs around and goes, I don't like what's going on. <laughs> I'm just over it. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. over... Old man Logan. I'm, I pretty much am. This was a nice little respite from my overness. Oh, but for the most no. part, I'm with you. I'm over it. Yeah. Life goes on. It does. It does. All right. Well, any other thoughts? Nope. Any words of wisdom for our listeners? Don't eat cereal past nine o'clock. Is that a, you turn into a gremlin? <laughs> it's not technically good for your gut. Oh. It's not good to eat all that grain that just sits in your stomach overnight. It raises your insulin and your blood sugar, and then your body goes into fat storing mode, and then you just gain weight. Yeah. This is an episode of the (laughs) podcast that goes... Nutrition. uh, Nutrition, yeah. (laughs) Nutritious. 
straight up. <laughs> <laughs> then you wash it down with beer. You're just adding more grain <laughs> yeah. to your stomach. <laughs> yeah. You're going to grow some wheat field in there. <laughs> That's what probiotics are for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we're going to cut here. I'm, I'm going to give us a little little surprise at the end. Um, and so, yeah. There's a surprise? Surprise. Is it my first paycheck? No. Oh. No. Damn. You're still pro bono. We, there's got to be a way we can write this off on our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to figure that out. Well, if you do, we'll let everybody know so they can do it too. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, it's time for your surprise. <gasps> okay. All right. So before we go, I just want to talk a little bit about Secret Empire Omega. I probably should have waited for this to come out, but I really didn't think there would be any Wolverine correlation. And so if I had known, I probably would have done the uh, bonus Secret Empire wrap-up, you know, with this included. But, you know, like I said, didn't know, didn't do it either way. And so I'm just going to talk about it right now real quick to wrap up this episode. And plus, you know, give a little extra bonus content, right? So Secret Empire Omega, of course, is like the aftermath of... The Secret Empire event, which I loved. Um, this issue is written by Nick Spencer, with art by Andrea Sorrentino, with additional art by Joe Bennett, Joe Pimental, Scott Hanna, and Rochelle Rosenberg. Letters are by VCs Travis Lanham. The recap page art, of course, is by Andrea Sorrentino, and the cover is by Mark Brooks. Who did all the covers in this event. So he also did, you know, the little closeout chapter. And this is more of a symbolic cover, right? We have Steve Rogers kind of halfway in his Captain America uniform as his Steve-O Hydra Cap uniform is kind of being torn off of him and his old Captain America garb is underneath and he's kind of in the mix match, right? Which one is going to emerge, right? I mean, we already know from the story... From the last part of Secret Empire, that our Steve wins the day, but we also had some questions, and I was wondering if this issue would answer some of those questions, and it does. So we get kind of like a, hey, this is how it ended, right, with a beautiful, beautiful first page. I mean, come on, it's Sorrentino. But there's just a red sky with a Hydra carrier crash next to the Washington Monument, you know, some helicopters in the sky, just great art. And it bleeds down into some other, like, repairs at the Alpha Flight space station is in disarray. Then we see a guy in a hoodie walking towards what looks like an abandoned building. And we find out it was like a dark shield prison, like an unknown shield prison. And way down in the basement, good Steve has evil Steve. Remember, I kind of pointed out, and I'm not claiming I'm the only person, right? <laughs> Not claiming any uniqueness, but I did point out on the episode last time when we talked about Secret, the end of Secret Empire that um, we never saw what happened to Hydra Cap Steve's body. Like, did it disintegrate when Steve won, you know, or did someone take it somewhere? And we find out now that Steve has evil Steve. So Steve has Steve in prison. And we get a nice, really nice contrast here visually of long horizontal bars that 
are hinted, tinted in like a light blue and then a crimson red um, based on which panel we see. It's really, really cool looking. Um, and this kind of goes on as, as good Steve um, has an internal monologue trying to decide why he's here. But he's going to talk to his evil self and, you know, lots of good just contrasting art in this whole issue. Kind of the dichotomy of the two Steves. Um, you know, and, and Steve will make some arguments that, that he didn't do anything, well, maybe wrong, but nothing illegal. Like, everything was given to him, you know? They set him up as leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they did the S.H.I.E.L.D. act. They gave him control over everything. You know, people wanted this. And also, uh, Spencer making some political statement, which, you know, might bother some people, but <laughs> not too far from how I feel, so it doesn't bother me. Um, and, well, it's not a political podcast. I won't go there too much. But um, anyway, it talks about how, turns out, there were some people in the country that actually agreed with his message. Uh, <clears throat> all right, <clears throat> you know, in real life kind of thing. Um so anyway, uh, then kind of have some philosophical arguments. But where we see some Wolverine is old man Logan is at Black Widow's funeral. Which is a pretty touching. It wasn't like a drawn out special issue like we have sometimes when people die. Right? Like they get a whole issue kind of of the funeral and a little story that goes with it. This is just kind of tucked in here. But it's nice and emotional. Uh, Clint is tore up, obviously. Uh Old Man Logan comforts him, kind of still playing on that that feeling that Old Man Logan has more of a kinship to Hawkeye than our Logan ever did, um, you know, based on what happened in the story and even since he's come back. So um, he's there to say, hey, let's get you home. Uh, Bucky is watching news on about the funeral on TV. Interestingly enough, dressed kind of like he was in the Winter Soldier movie. Got a blue cap on, his long hair. Um, definitely playing that. But he is under the suspicion as he goes down to... Um, where does it say? Some country. Some country with some dictator. Or maybe it's not even a different country. Maybe it's just some guy dressed as a dictator trying to take over some neighborhood. I think that's probably more like it. He looks kind of Central American, but I think it's just a guy in a, in a uniform. Saying, hey, he's got some guys with guns. He's like, I'm going to control this neighborhood. Bucky's like, no thanks. But the guy gets shot, and Bucky is convinced it's the widow. And we don't see an open coffin. It's a closed coffin. Uh, I mean, she went pretty dang dead in Secret Empire, but you never know, right? And so, anyway, we get some more talk about how, you know, really Steve and Steve will argue about which was the lie and which was the truth. And Steve says, even if I was wrong, because he still pretends that, you know, Hydra did win World War II and the, the cube was used to rewrite history. And of course, our Steve, we know, is the truth, um, is saying, no, that was all a lie created by Cubic. And Steve says, you know what, even if it was a lie, it doesn't matter because it's the truth to Hydra now. And anyone who supports us, and we will. F- there's a really good line that Spencer says, um, what does he say? You know, when we fight, when you fight Hydra now, um, 
He says, for everyone who says Hail Hydra, it's no longer going to be about taking over the world. It's going to be about taking it back. And that another great page of art. Sorrentino just nails his part of this book, as always. Um, we have kind of a weird thing in New Tian where it's kind of being turned back over to the U.S. and Emma and Beast argue over whether that's good or bad. And it's kind of like, you know what? They'll never know that I was their queen or whatever. We see the Punisher feels bad about being duped by Steve so he's on a war, one-man war against Hydra, and it looks like Nick Fury Jr. is going to recruit him. And we know we have a, a Punisher war machine-type comic coming soon, so I'm sure that's kind of the, the lead-in to that. Um, anyway, it's just a really good issue with good dialogue. We see that a team is coming for Steve-O. They get in, they rough him up, but then one of them whispers in his ear, Hail Hydra. So we know we have not seen the last of Steve-O. And it kind of leaves it hanging, right? Like he'll be back later. We'll see where he pops up. We know probably not immediately. because Oh, another thing in here that was important. Um, when Steve's out kind of doing some repairs, some search and rescue and stuff like that, he finds a kid that he tries to help and he reaches out his hand and the, the kid reaches out his hand but then recoils it like he's out of fear, right? Like everyone can know and be told, right, that, oh, that wasn't really Steve Rogers, that was this evil version of Steve Rogers. But everybody saw Steve Rogers and there's going to be some psychological time required to get over that and I really like that touch in this book and we know that that when Captain America returns to legacy numbering that's going to kind of be what that book is about is Captain America out trying to regain the people's trust um, so a little little bit of, of hint at that yeah I mean there's definitely this definitely had more you know normally the last issue of a Marvel event has all these kind of this is where this character is going to go and this is where this character is going to go and they avoided that and had a really great conclusion to Secret Empire. And then this book does some of that. But Nick Spencer also tells a really good story, or at least tells a really interesting conversation between the two Steves. And so we do have some of that. And this is the new status quo that you get with the end of an event. But the book isn't overrun with that. Like it still tells a compelling story. It's a compelling character piece. So, I'm going to give Secret Empire Omega a uh, 5 out of 6 claws. Sorrentino's art is great. The other art's not bad either. Um, and the story's just pretty interesting, pretty compelling. Not a whole lot of action, right? A little bit here and there, but just, just some really nice, you know, P.S. to Secret Empire and, and knowing that Steve is still a potential villain to come. So, and we'll see what that looks like, right? You know, I'm very curious to see, you know, whether he, he focuses on using his face, right? Or kind of hides it and does something else. I'm really, really curious. But anyway, Secret Empire Omega, number one, five out of six claws, and just a nice little touch. That's a little finishing touch on the event as we get ready for a legacy. So I guess we'll talk about that when it comes to, we'll see. So anyway, uh, wrap it up there. Um, thanks for listening, uh, obviously. And we really appreciate it. Uh, Denise's Twitter 
is what is it at da underscore venable right no das underscore venable right pretty sure let me look real fast pull up a little twitter should be right there Yes, at DAS underscore Venable. And of course, for the podcast, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Show notes and stuff are snickcast.podbean.com. Go there and, I don't know, do what you want to do. But um, anyway, that's going to be the episode. So until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.